Welcome to Team Spirit and thank you for being here. I'm Lauren. I'm Carrie. And I'm Emily. We wanted to start off our first episode sharing about who we are. Emily and Carrie have known... Wait, how long have you guys been friends? We have been friends for... Since we were 14. Yeah. 32, so 18 years. 18 years. Um, I was the late addition after we all met together in the corporate world. And then we all left to pursue our own our own passions. Yeah. All right, so Carrie, do you want to start? Yeah, sure. Why not? So... I mean, I can remember being 18 years old, going around the library looking for Sylvia Brown books, and I had no idea what I was doing or why I was doing it, but I always felt really drawn to aspects of the afterlife. So I would say at around 18 is when my interest in spirituality really started to come into play. And then, of course, bumps along the road, life, it kind of had peaks and valleys, Um, But I really started getting into this work right before the pandemic, actually, when I really wanted to start learning energy healing. I had been um, receiving specifically Reiki for years and years to help manage my stress, anxiety, and depression, and thought since everything was shut down, I might as well learn how to do energy healing on myself. After that, it took me about a year to learn how to do the practice and to go through all the classes, and then it was full speed ahead from there. I actually, as a side gig, started doing Reiki on friends and family and just slowly started to promote my business. Um, And then as I did Reiki more and more, that's when I was really opened up to my spiritual abilities. And I would get different downloads and different clairs would open up during my sessions with my clients. And I remember telling Emily in the parking lot of work that I didn't know what to do with this newfound information that I was getting on my clients. And I also didn't really have a whole lot of boundaries around that either. It was kind of like a free-for-all of information that I would be, be getting. Um, so we had decided together to embark on a completely new journey of developing our spiritual abilities. And we enrolled in a class together, which we have been in for the last eight months already, I think. Yeah. Eight months. Um, and since then I have completely done a 180 in my life. I quit my job. I started pursuing this full time. Um, started my new business, rebranded my old business that was solely Reiki, and that's where I'm at now. So it's exciting. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Emily, do you want to go? Sure. Um, So my journey is all over the place. Um, I was born and raised Catholic, went to Catholic school from age 3 to 18, and once I graduated, never looked back. Um, And... When I was 18, I met this woman introduced to me by Carrie, and she was definitely a psychic. And the first time I ever met her, she read me, and I was pissed off at first because I'm like, how the hell do you know all of this about me? And she was bringing out my shadows, and... (laughs) Yeah, it was. So... You know, I got to know her a bit and she was like, you know, you're gifted too. And I, my brain, my 18 year old brain could not comprehend. I'm psychic. I'm a me like what? And she's the first one that introduced like spirit guides to me. Um, tarot. We would use the Ouija board. Um, Carrie and I are famous for that. <laughs> not knowing what we're doing. 
And crystals, you know, she'd have me wear a certain crystal, you know, depending on what I was going through. And it's like, I believed it, but I wasn't fully immersed in it. So then like, you know, I moved on and kind of wasn't anything. And when I was around 26, 27 is when my soul started yearning for something. And I met this woman who was part of a Christian non-denominational church, which is a lot different than Catholicism. Um, and I really liked it for a while. Um, I was in Bible studies. I'm still really good friends with a lot of those people. And that was around like 2018. And I did that for about two years. 2020, the pandemic hit. And it was just like, this isn't deep enough for me. I was also working in mental health. Um, I'm a psych major. I thought I wanted to be a therapist. So I worked at a crisis center for mental health and addiction, but it just wasn't getting to the root cause of everyone's issue. It just wasn't deep enough for me. Like I'm just too, I'm too deep. (laughs) Instead of leaving there to go to something that was more in my field, I kind of followed the dollar signs and I, I got into, um, a more corporate type job. That definitely was not my calling. Believe it or not, Carrie and I worked at the same corporate place, which is where we started our spiritual journey, as she mentioned, with with the mentor. Oh, I want to backpedal. So I really got into my spirituality in 2021, right after I had weight loss surgery and I was diagnosed with an eating disorder. Um, I did four years, four years, oh my God. Four weeks, that would be awful, four years. Four weeks <laughs> um, in a mental hospital on the eating disorder unit. And when I got out, I was catapulted by spirit. Um, it, 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 I can't even explain how it happened. It, it, just, it just happened. And then I was like still kind of straddling between being a Christian And the spiritual side, and I started watching a lot of tarot videos and started, you know, kind of learning tarot. Like, it just... And then Carrie and I were talking, and it kind of just developed into us joining a mentorship. And on Carrie's last day is when I put in my two weeks. Again, that was... Spirit was really on my ass to do that. Um, And I mean, I I had nothing lined up. We were, what, three months in Mm -hmm. to the mentorship? And I quit my job and I never looked back. And now I've started my own business um, as a psychic medium. And I'm going to be training in Reiki. I'm training in tarot. I want to learn all the things. So that's pretty much my story right now. Yeah, these total leaps of faith. I know. It's so cool. I tell you guys this all the time, but it's really cool watching you guys do your live readings. Yeah. So it's so it's wild we never thought did in you a ever billion years never. you'd be on tiktok never. live right never. yeah no nope. never i wouldn't have put a dollar on that no. but you know what i would have known that i'm on the other side clicking away yeah. <laughs> right our biggest supporter lauren yes, yes. where should i go yeah um okay so mine's pretty boring my parents have always been like super open and supportive of like whatever kind of journey, faith, whatever I was interested in. And I would say that I started practicing witchcraft morally uh, like seven years ago. I definitely was dabbling in ways that (laughs) mm, you should not. figured that out later. But I think the... The first time I kind of started figuring out that, like, I needed something 
I was uh, probably like 12 or 13. And like, I think that's when I first was aware of my depression and it wasn't mm -hmm. from something. It always mm -hmm. felt off because I felt like I had no reason to. My parents were great. They did not force me into anything. Like I, I could talk to them about anything. Sure. So I just felt sad for no reason. Yeah. And like when I was little, I had gone to church with my grandmother. Um, and so I was like, you know, maybe going back to church would like help me connect to something, feel something. Sure. And then there was this super cute boy in church. So I was like, yes, this is for me. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, then he left and I was like, okay, I'm done. Like I was actually listening and not like, right. Yeah. Mr. Man over there. He was not a man. He was also a boy. Just yeah, don't just, we know. Just, just to be disclaimer. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was listening to things and I was like, mm, I don't, I don't think I like this. Is it me? And then, so I just stopped going and they move and my parents, neighbors, they believed in fairy fairies. And I love that. so I go to their big festival that they hold and I just am immersed in witchcraft, paganism, all like love herbal it. magic, everything. All this, I pick up, you know, the big blue uh, Bible, which I should not have had in my hands at that age. But, oh boy, when I saw those make people fall in love with you spells, oh, yeah. I was trying on this boy. Uh -huh. I just was, everybody loved Did it please. work? No, because I should not have been doing that. I think <laughs> I was being no. protected. Probably, Probably by, my great-grandmother was like, uh, no, no, absolutely not. Do not do this. And also my mom is, she definitely is just so in tune with universe and, yeah. and so she found it and she was like, like, I know I'm, I'm not saying this is bad. I think it's great to be interested and learn things, but there are things in here that are inappropriate to do to other people. Yeah. Cause she's not an idiot. She's like, Lauren is going to be all over this to be like. Everybody loved me. Mm -hmm. So she took it away, as rightfully so. And then middle school, I dated my first boyfriend, and his family was, like, super religious. Mm. And so I would go to church with them, because I liked him. And I just would sit there and just be like, are these people listening to, like, what they're saying? And also, I also want to be clear, like, I'm, I know that people have their own face. Yes. This is in no way like us no. talking badly on them. This is just no. my, our experiences. Mm -hmm. But I just, I was not connecting with it. And his mom would teach like the Sunday school stuff mm -hmm. or like the, I don't know, the youth part. Yeah. And I, I would, I would challenge her with things because I was comfortable enough to, but also I just like, I was like, I don't really like this. It's, it's so funny. Those pivotal moments. Yes. So ours, mine was, we, she had this like candy and it was like, you, it was something about passing the candy around. But if you undid the candy, nobody wants it. Yeah. And it's supposed to be about virginity. Mm -hmm. Like if you lose your virginity, no one will ever want you. But like, like my, my life, my identity, all those things do not revolve around no. that part of right. me or my life. Life and it's also not your business. Exactly. If I'm in a situation where I'm in danger, sure. That then sure. you can step in and also step in appropriately. Right. But like to just be and I mean, we were like the older kids right. in this going on. I mean, there's like 10-year-olds. Right. Like, this is in their heads. Right. Mm -hmm. And fear, fear-based type of things like that, and to who you should be is just yeah. traumatizing. Yeah. And I 
don't understand. It's so hard when they are so certain that it is being done with love and can't even see the drama. Yeah, exactly. And hate that, like, it makes people feel. Exactly, like, exactly. So you're telling me I'm I'm worthless. Right. Because I did something private with someone that right. I feel like I love. Right, right. And it's disgusting how they sexualize yes. everything. I just feel like they're very right. obsessed with mm-hmm. sex. And it doesn't matter if you're a man, a woman. They're sexualizing everyone and it's all about sex and it's all about being in the bedroom. Like, why why do you want to be in the bedroom? It's none of your business. Am I hurting you? That person's not hurting me. I don't care. Right. As long as someone's not, as long as there's consent, it just, it doesn't, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Yeah, he was gonna hate. Yeah. Hey, hey. So then we break up, and I'm like, great, I don't have to do this anymore. I kind of was back into, but like the crystals and things, yeah. and I just kind of fell back into the things that I liked because I wasn't having to, I don't know, be molded to what his family right. liked. And so then. When I went to college is when I think I really opened up into it. And it was a little later. I mean, I definitely, like, I was still struggling so much with depression. I was at a party school, so I was just drinking endlessly to not not feel things because mm-hmm. I was aware I didn't feel anything. Mm-hmm. And when I met my best friend, I think I was, like, sitting in the frat kitchen, and they walked by, and they were like, hey, I can pull a tarot card for you. And I was like, yes, please. And they pulled the lover's card. And I was Stop. like, bitch, I'm in. Yep. And I mean, I'd already, I've done tarot and stuff before, but it like, yeah. it like sparked that feeling again. Right. And I was like, oh my God, like, that's what I've been missing. So right. then like became like even better friends. And we're just asking spirit and tarot to fix all of our problems to the point that they're like, well, okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold we're going to make such nonsense that you got to figure yeah. it out on your own. And then I, as I got older, I got the help I needed with my depression, anxiety. And once I kind of got that in order is when I could really focus and listen. And I had so been doing my practices my spells Mm -hmm. but I think that there was so much going on within myself that it was hard to make it like widespread it was good for the moments and for getting me through to where I am now but now I can actually really sit feel and I don't enjoy it right yeah Yeah, just it's nice feeling it yeah I like this and I'm also I'm not afraid I don't fucking care what people think about it anymore like my friends were like so what do you what should what should do it like uh are you a ghost hunter I'm like yeah I'm like a ghost hunter I just this is what I like right like I and I've always liked it it's just I don't know I wasn't comfortable enough to, to share right. and, right. I, and I feel bad because like they were it's like my high school friends and right. you know when you're with them you're kind of stuck in world and that high school person and it's kind of nice that they don't care i realize though i missed like 90 percent of we'll go for it we'll shop her in like you guys are talking i'm like oh my god i didn't talk about that i didn't talk about that so real so okay two pivotal moments in my life in regards to my spiritual beliefs and just things that had occurred so i lost somebody very dear to me when i was 14 she's my aunt she was my godmom, and i had always had like little premonitions here and there or little psychic hits but I didn't really know what they were and I just considered it a coincidence and chalked it up to be that but I used to ride horses it was a big part of my childhood and she used to ride horses so it was a big part of her childhood
neighborhood. And that's one of the ways that we would bond was over my horse summer that I had in my preteens and early, early to late teens, early 20s. So one day we had her at my parents' house and we were trail riding and she knew that I had the horse there. So she wanted to come up and she came and I had this, well, she didn't look like herself. I could tell something was off. And then I had a vision, like a very clear vision of her falling off the horse. And then it kind of went into clairsentience of like feeling like there was going to be this viral Mm -hmm. of bad Mm -hmm. things after falling off the horse. And, you know, she was my aunt and I know that she looked forward to these moments. So I tried to say, I don't think today's the right day. I tried to use excuses like summer's tired or we've been here all day or I need to get her back, feed her. She wasn't having it. And I totally ignored my intuition. I mean, but also I've given myself grace over the years of like 14. I was 14. She was an an authority figure. And, but I remember so clearly that I was so confident that this was going to occur that I could not stand to see it happen. So I made up an excuse that I had to go in the house and use the bathroom. And I mean, there were people outside. Yeah. It's not like I left her alone. So I went back in the house and I remember I got a glass of water and I sat down at my mom's island and I waited. And I waited about five to 10 minutes until I knew again that it had already happened. And so I went outside and sure enough, and I have chills, she was laying on the ground and there was a party going on next door. My horse was just like standing there like, what the hell just happened? And everybody was running. And she ended up having medical issues that caused her to pass out while she was riding my horse. But that ended up being a series of unfortunate events where she went to a hospital where there was malpractice and it made her really sick and she had to get flown to University of Maryland where she was put on a ventilator and she was Mm. on a ventilator for two months and then she passed. We had to, um, unfortunately, she wasn't going to get any better after many, many, many surgeries. But as a 14 year old, that was really traumatic. And, you know, when I even now like going into this work full time, I had to do some inner healing and I I have been for a very long time. But of I never knew that, you know, if you have a natural gift for premonitions, let's just say you can set boundaries around that. And I really think that like because of that situation, I suppressed for a very long time a lot of my like natural gift abilities. Yeah. I like to call them gifts, but abilities. And it was, it was eye opening. And then unfortunately it like, it's a part of my journey, but death is very a part of my journey and it's a part of all of our journeys. And if that's one thing that I really want to talk about on this podcast, it's normalizing death because it's something that we all experience and it's something that inevitably we will all go through ourselves. And there's such an avoidance when it comes to talking about people dying. And as somebody that's lost many people who are very close to me, I know that, you know, it's, you want people to, you want to remember your loved ones. You want to talk about your loved ones. It's not awkward to us right right when we lose somebody so before I got into this program with Emily the last thing that happened was I lost my cousin who was very close to my family very close to me and I was really close to his wife and he was very young he was my age and I remember shortly after his passing um he came to me in a dream I had a visitation dream and he didn't it was more telepathy in the dream he wasn't really talking but he handed me a key and I'll never forget it 
And he, he made me feel like this, he was access to communicating to the yeah, other side. Right. Oh, that's so cool. And I think about that all the time. Like now that we're really going deep into mediumship and we're wrapping up mediumship in the next month, um, and what a blessing that is to yeah. be able yeah. to just give people that validation that their loved ones are still with them and mm-hmm. being able to prove the continuity of life is just, it's everything it's it's my purpose yes yeah it's why I'm here and I love psychism trust me I love it but there's something very very special about mediumship and the healing yes that it can give to so many people so those were two very pivotal things that happened and they all were around death yeah yeah um and I think it's that way for a lot of people I feel like when you go through loss like that and you go through really difficult situations it changes you it changes your it changes your brain chemistry mm-hmm. and it brought on a totally different perspective for me because I am a mom of two and he was a dad and he had a two-year-old at the time and you know to be able to be there for my kids and to bring you know bring them ease and comfort mm-hmm. in a way like that's not like going to a church or where there's right. fear around right. death and dying right. and right. I think that was you know just kind of looping it back around with the with the religion thing I I honor and respect anybody's religion and their beliefs because I feel like you gotta believe in something to get through right this Absolutely. life mm-hmm. but it never resonated for me personally like it didn't for either of you but you know I never want my kids to feel fear around around death right as crazy as it sounds like it I don't think it's necessarily something to fear there's something beautiful about it and you know sure we all want to live long lives but I just remember like being terrified absolutely terrified especially when you're also being told that every decision make you go to hell right yeah and I'm like okay so I should do nothing ever yeah and you know I really talk to I I've been trying to think about for years like how I'm going to teach my kids but I'm like I'm not I'm not yeah they're gonna see what I do right and they're probably going to be interested and ask questions and I will answer them based on my beliefs yeah. and but I never want them to feel like it they have to adopt this sure as theirs sure that's and exactly that's what my parents did. how it felt yeah. you know in a religious setting was exactly that so and it's still hard to navigate I mean I've bought books on how to raise kids out outside religion and blah blah yeah. blah and it's like you know I'm just it's not going to be a really a factor at all they're going to come into their own beliefs the same way that each one of us right did as well right. right and even even anybody who is is in a religious journey they still have to come to it themselves like they they, they probably were put into it and but they still have to make their own decision to stay and Absolutely. and that and if you find something in that I think that's really beautiful same. and yeah. I my parents raised me in that way of they I, I came to them with questions yep. and now I know I had a hundred million questions and I still always do yeah. and it was before Google so sometimes they would be like you know you're not supposed to question these things but it's but it's also when I was like that's enough and right like, I'll ask my questions tomorrow anyway right, right. but it's I think just allowing the questions and not the answer not being filled right. or 
fear especially that's so important like god you don't want to live in fear no that's that's why when i stumbled upon the non-denominational church their view on god is so much different because you know in catholicism it's more fear like if you do this that and that and this and that you're going to hell yeah you basically can do nothing especially as a woman and then when i learned that you know in non-denominational faith there's a squirrel friend um that God is a loving God, that he does not, judge. he does not judge you. He forgives, he shows mercy, he shows grace. God I was is like, love, right? what? Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God, like I can sin and he's still going to love me and I'm not going to rot in hell. So I do think, even though I don't a hundred percent align, obviously with the Christian church in general, be- going from Catholicism to non-denominational was a big step towards yes. this direction. Right. It's definitely something that I needed. Yeah. And it did make me feel whole for a little bit, but like you both, I also struggle from um, depression and anxiety. I'm bipolar uh, diagnosed as well. Um, And I had one of my worst moments around that time and just my faith just wasn't cutting it. Yeah. I needed to go deeper. Yeah. Yeah. So Lauren, Emily, and myself were talking about what what is driving this podcast? What is the point? Why are we doing this? And we really, more than anything else, want it to be a place where anybody can come to and listen and resonate, where you don't have to be an expert at your craft or have been doing your practice for years and years and years. You just listen to all of us and our stories are very different, but also there's, there's a lot of similarities as well. But we just want it to be a safe place for people can listen and understand and just resonate with it's hard. This journey is hard and we're not experts. We're always learning. We're always developing. Emily and I are still in a mentorship program and we're going to continue to be mentored for the rest of eternity as far as, you know, my goals. I'm going to learn all the things like Emily said, but really we just hope that you guys can just relate and, you know, understand that while it is super fun and super fascinating and working with the divine and even if it's not something that you even want to pursue but you have experiences we all do because we all have a piece of the divine within us we just hope that you know you'll find solace in listening to this podcast yes so thank you for listening you can find us on instagram and tiktok at team spirit podcast emily and carrie also go live on their tiktoks emily can be found at enchanted miss by mk and carrie is clarity by cam c-a-m thank you for listening we'd love to hear your thoughts anything you want to say you want us to talk about let us know and until next time